another episode of Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Me, Pete. Me, Mo. Yes. Um, hi, guys. How's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what to say. So what's been happening during this week? The Olympics. Oh, yes. It's been, yeah. Um, Usain Bolt just smashed 100 metres again. Do you know what, yeah? I have to say about the Olympics, yeah? This, this might be my little story today. One brother that I used to, when I first, well, I, was, I was kickboxing back in the day, before I came into Kyokushin, and I used to spar with him. So I'll, I'll go over to his yard, he used to do boxing, I'd go over to his yard, we would spar. Like, we always used to talk about boxing, we always used to talk about training, sparring, and it's like, I've been wavering, I've been, I've been wavering, I've been in and out, but this guy's remained consistent, he's remained dedicated. And it's like, it's, it's just been mad seeing this growth. And it's mad now watching him on the Olympics. For real. He's, he's like Joshua Boatze. He's, he's, he's guaranteed a bronze right now. Dang. It's like tomorrow he's fighting for a position to get gold. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, yo, I used to spar with this guy. <laughs> that could have been you. That, no, 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 I'm not even seeing it from a position of that could have been me, but it's like... His determination and just perseverance in it is inspiring. Mm. But it's like, mm. I, I've had people say like, yo, like, take it seriously, you can go far. And I've kind of danced around with it because I never really saw, like, an international platform. I just, you can go far. You probably might have two, three fights. You win your fight and then you're cool. <laughs> But my man is now fighting, like, he's got Team GB outfit on, like, he had the opportunity to fight for Ghana, but he was like, if I fight for Ghana, I can't fight for for Team GB. Mm. And I am, um, that's where I live, that's that's where I am. Mm. If I was living in Ghana, it would be a different situation, but, like, pretty much born and born in London. Mm. So he's like, I'd rather fight for Team GB. And it's a case of just seeing that persistence. Mm. It's just like, yo... It's That's inspired. That is it's inspired. inspired. I even heard like Floyd Mayweather's out there looking for talent. Like, he's got he's, like, got, he's got, got a picture with, with Floyd Mayweather. And it's like, he's got a picture with him. And the thing that is even more inspiring, yeah, yesterday I was up um, till like midnight watch, um, waiting for his fight. Because he fought for the semi-finals, no, nah, quarter-finals last night. So, um, yes, yes, he's in the quarter-finals now. Mm. Um, so now... When I went on to the... Because I was trying to see what time the fight was. Mm. I went on to BBC's iPlayer website. And the whole boxing segment... Section, should I say. His face was up there. And I'm like, yo, there's a whole squad. And it's his face that's there. Nice. Like, this guy is ranked 18th in the world. He won by stoppage the first two fights and the first two fights were with were against individuals who had fought and won international like recognised competitions yeah, yeah. the second person he fought was number six in the world and number three seed in um, the Olympics and they stopped yes. the fight <laughs> number 18 in the world right. beat number six to the point where they stopped the fight the first first um, bout was against a guy from Cameroon his his side his, his corner just threw in the white towel Seriously. literally he was getting beaten up he, 
but the guy had the heart to continue this throwing the white mm. towel now and can't do the suit and it's just <laughs> like yo but yeah that's where I'll end my story it's just the inspiration of seeing guys doing what they put their heart into yeah mm. well, madness, madness. one thing you talked about was perseverance mm. and perseverance isn't always easy mm-hmm. but you know as us being Christians our perseverance is, is backed up in our faith in God mm-hmm. that, that he will bring us through in his time in his time but what happens when his time is taking time <laughs> to materialise mm. like how, how do you guys like navigate those times when it doesn't seem like God is advancing these plans that you think he has for you I like the key word that you, you said you think he mm. has for you mm. so it's a case of because you can never really know and it, it, it's always going back and saying alright cool God is this my desire for myself or is it your desire for me and also you need to I, I found in my life anyways I've had to ask God alright cool um, the sequence of events that I see happening for me to get into this position is that the true sequence of events that are going to take place um, one story that I take it from the most is Joseph. Yes, twelve the twelve brothers. Yes, twelve brothers. Like he had a dream of being in a position where everyone in his family was bowing down to him, mm. and then he ended up being sold as a slave, going into prison, but he was still serving diligently. He was mm. still being faithful. He was still. God's favour was still upon him but it's a case of I would have been like God like I saw everyone bowing down to me why am I, why am I now in prison why am I now being a slave why, why are you calling me to be faithful and to serve in a manner that glorifies you when everything around me is showing something contrary to what you have shown me mm. and it would be difficult for me you know honestly it would be difficult but seeing him, but seeing the Bible say that God was with him, so they gave him more responsibility. If God is with me, take away the responsibility. Let me live comfortably, like no, like I can just chill. That's how. That's for me. That's how I will know that God is with me when I'm able to chill. But like he worked diligently. But but are we as Christians called to chill? Or that's that's another question. He worked diligently, and God was with him. And so they gave him more responsibility, and he worked diligently at that increased responsibility. And, and then and even his presence there, the the guy realized that he was being blessed because Joseph is here, mm-hmm. because this guy is here, things are going well. So, and it's like it was by virtue of him working diligently that he eventually worked his way up to the position that God has called him to to fulfill. And it's it's difficult in terms of going through that period of not knowing or having to trust in that God has said this and it, it will later I'm just going to put my glasses down mm. I think another aspect of it is the fact the very fact that you know um, what's it perseverance and long suffering are fruits of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. so these are things that come the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit my understanding of them anyway um, and you guys might uh, might might have a different um, interpretation of it. But my understanding of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is that these are things that the Spirit births in you, a 
apart from what you do. Mm-hmm. So self-control, perseverance, all of those things are things that the Holy Spirit births through you. And you start to see your most bear witness to them manifesting mm-hmm. apart from you doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't train to be... I mean, you can train, but obviously that won't give you the long suffering that the Holy Spirit gives you. But with that, you, you see an element of God's of God's grace in the sense that you know sometimes his timing seems like it's taking time you know like you got the story of Joseph you know, there's no there's no foresight in him being sold as a slave um, leading to him being prime minister of you know the, the central power of that time uh, so that long suffering that he had to exhibit during that time and he did suffer like he did he named his kids forget my roots like literally you know then that okay this guy is he's hurt you know he's emotional he's drake but (laughs) (laughs) like um you know for that to happen um and for him to display that uh long suffering that god himself gives you is to me a a very it's indicative of god's grace Mm. and that I know sometimes my timing doesn't seem like it fits in with yours, but I also give you the means to wait mm-hmm. until. But sometimes I don't think it's up to us. I think sometimes we need to just focus on, like, focus on, go back to God, you know, like in everything, go back to God because mm. the ability to even wait through God's timing is something that He, mm-hmm. he allows yeah. us to do. I think for me, like, uh, <laughs> sorry, I think for me, like, when I'm going through those periods of having to wait, one thing I like to do is read like the last six, seven chapters of Job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, just skip all the all the skip the, skip no, the beginning of it. Yeah, the, the the first part's not not, not important. We, we, we know the first part. <laughs> so, yeah. We know the but arguments. Everything every, everything from when um Elihu comes mm. and is like defending God mm. to when God starts coming yeah. uh, uh, talking to Job. Yeah. And if you read through that, it's just like poetry, it's just beautiful. It is, yeah. And then like reading that, you can see the um, the, um, the power of God. Yeah. I think sometimes we we can forget that yeah. God is all powerful mm. and all sovereign, mm. and that His ways may not make sense to us, mm. but His His ways don't have to make sense to us. No. They don't. Mm. <laughs> they, they don't have to. We are just called to trust in Him yeah. and and like wait on Him to bring us through whatever situation I'm dealing in. Yeah. I think for one thing that I realised, um, especially so recently, was this hope that we have in Christ and what it really means. Because when I talk about tomorrow or next year or 20 years to come, I can talk about it with a certain confidence in the sense of I really actually know someone who knows the end from the beginning and who is all-powerful throughout. But for people who don't believe in God, or for people who believe in chance, and you know the Big Bang was just a cosmic accident that resulted in us, they actually don't know what tomorrow will bring. Like they actually don't know. And you you look at okay, you've got economic planners and you know people who will steady trends and predict certain things, but they didn't see the recession coming. You know, they, 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 didn't, they won't see a, a natural disaster occurring or even some random guy on the street shooting. Like, they actually don't have that confidence and that hope because their, you know, their entirety, uh, the entirety of the belief system is, well, I'm here by chance. I'm going to live each day as though it's my last, you know, YOLO. Well, you know, I think it's, 
I, I really see that hope in the fact that we've got God and we've got Christ who's got tomorrow. You know, he knows what's happening tomorrow and he's preparing us today for it or he's going to take us through it anyway. But it's like, um, we can we can wait through those times. And I think everyone goes through those times, be you Christian or not. You go through those times where you don't know what's coming next. But we have a hope in Christ that I think isn't afforded to. One thing I've been learning a bit over the past two weeks recently is that in this whole thing of trusting God and being rewarded for us having faith in him mm. the important part isn't the reward that we get mm. it's the fact that we have faith yeah. in, in Christ yeah. because sometimes we always get that reward mm-hmm. like I was was it, I was, was, I, was I in Hebrews where we're yeah. talking about those who who, who, who like God promised stuff to you but they didn't see mm. the results of those promises yeah, yeah. yeah. Hall, of, Hall of Faith yeah. Yeah. Hall of Faith and yeah and they were um, what's, what's the word it's not, it's not recommended. Acclaimed? Acclaimed? Oh, what's this word? What's this word? Well, it was put to the... No, I can't say that either. By the cloud of witnesses. Sorry. No, it's like, it was It was to their merit. Right, okay. okay. The faith that they had. Yes, yes. So, so it's credit to Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so confidently unsure. <laughs> that works. Like, like one person I feel really sad for was Moses. Like, like the way he brought those Israelites out, out of Egypt, and because of the way they were complaining, they, they made him angry to such a point that he didn't even get to see the promised land. But do you know what? Yeah, I find it very interesting. Even the story of Moses. Um, I think it's Exodus three when he first sees the burning bush mm. and God initially gives him the, the commission. Mm. The commission stated, you will lead my people out of slavery. <laughs> it didn't specify that you would lead them into the promised land. No terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want? So it's like, literally, he had fulfilled everything that God had oh, yeah. commissioned him to do. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And and you know if you go through the Bible you see those like mm-hmm. specifics like God doesn't lie <laughs> either. So when He says something you need to read the content. Like, God, you said I'll lead them out. I don't see the end <laughs> bit here. Like can we can we address this? Yeah, yeah. Literally. So it's like because um, I've heard people saying um, Moses forfeited his um, reward of going into the promised land because of that, and I. I I um, sometimes I'm inclined to disagree and I've heard people also saying that if God comes to you and you refuse to do something he's going to go on to somebody else and so it's like if you don't do something he's going to get somebody else to do something and but that's not always the case yeah. like if you look at like the story with Jonah God made Jonah go and that, that's the thing it's like I, I always see it as in his providence it's like it, it, yeah, it does come back to providences. I don't necessarily see it as I was only picked because God went to 25 people and they all declined him. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see that because in Jeremiah when it says from the womb I knew you and I, it's like I knew the plans I had for you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see it as it being by chance mm-hmm. that 25 people declined to do what God had called me to do. Mm-hmm. And so God was like, all right then, let me just go to Mo since nobody else wants to do it. And it, it kind of, I feel like it, it strips him of his 
all-powerful being in the sense of like not necessarily us saying no to him mm. but him being in a position where his hands are tied when we say no yeah mm. i think it, it goes to speak as well to the sense of you know That idea of um, predestination being the cause of someone's sin, mm. in the sense of God makes you sin, because in as much as like you pointed out, you know, the contract said you lead them out, it doesn't say you lead them in. And that detail, um, small as it might seem, also then shows us what well, we saw what happened, we saw Moses, we saw the people, we saw why he did mm-hmm. what he did. It wasn't like God came and did anything, yeah. but God knew he would yeah. do that, and yet he had already almost declared it in the beginning but it's it's it's, it's yeah and that's the thing dynamic. and that's what that's one of the nicest things that i see in the word and and that's why um in as much as i might align myself with calvinism i still i don't think i fit into that box as neatly as some might think because mm. i'm like um in god saying you're going to end up in this position it doesn't, it, it in no way, shapes or form negates your contribution to you ending up there. Yeah. It doesn't say that, oh, you might as well just sit down because this is going to be your end result anyways. Yeah. You're still going to work and you're still going to contribute to the position that God puts you in. Yeah. Plus, I think God actually says, because of what you've done, not necessarily like, oh, I knew you were going to do this. Anyway. He didn't say it like that. He said, because of what you've done. I said, like, okay, yeah. Moses is going to see what, what he did and why he ended up in that direction. Yeah. So, uh, in, in like our lives, is, is, is anything right now where we are waiting on God to like show his hands? How do you mean? How do you mean? So, like, um, so like for me, Mm. I think the most pressing thing would be the whole babe situation. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just like waiting on God to provide the babes. <laughs> to bring that babes, yeah. Bring that babes, yeah. that fire. Anyway, yeah. So so for me, that would be one thing that I'm waiting on God for. Mm. So is there anything that, that like you think that you're waiting on God for in your life at the minute? Um, my, my relationship with God is so... It's, it's so undefined in the sense of like the, you know obviously there are plans in place you know by God's grace we'll be getting married next year getting a place getting all this stuff um, having to go through the traditional hoops and uh, things that we need to do and that aspect of things it's waiting to see how like waiting to see these things come to pass because even though we've made plans in my head I'm like anything can happen Mm. You know, anything can happen and it's just a matter of well I'm, I'm having to trust God that the plans that we've made be them perfect or not will come to pass and it will come to pass in a glorious manner mm. so it's just a matter of every single day knowing okay anything can happen today but God will get us through and God will get us to that point where in a year's time God willing and we're in the ring mm. yeah. um, what's, what's what? <laughs> you okay there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what, so what about um, waiting for God in ministry? Because I know in, in, in Christianity, ministry is this big thing where everybody seems to need a ministry before mm. 
they mm. are a proper Christian. Mm. That's how it seems anyway. I think, you know what, actually, interestingly enough, for me, it's always been a matter of just praying, getting whatever ideas and praying more and seeing what God is going to do with it. So uh, I had this um, idea about like a men's sort of thing and I've been praying about it I don't know what to do with it. So just praying. A men's sort of what? Like a, a men's sort of like something for the men, so like a fellowship for the men or, or like a podcast for men or something for a ministry for men because... Um, like to address some of the things that we go through, you know, some of the things that we think about, um, even just in my preparation towards marriage and some of the things that I'm having to think about. I was like, okay, I don't find these answers anywhere else. And I was, I feeling God was pointing me towards that. I was a matter of, I don't know what I was going to do with it. So I was just quiet and I was just um, praying about it and waiting for God to show his hand. And then, you know, out of the blue, um, one guy that I do poetry at his conventions called me and said he was praying about this um, God told him to speak to me and then we're like oh, okay this is his idea this is my idea and they actually really line up very well okay. and we're going to be talking about it and then putting something in place soon so for ministry I've always mm. felt it's not it's not oh it's important to not rush into things oh. you know you've got people I'm going to sound like a hater, but you've got people on, you know, social media. You know, they become Christians yesterday, and because maybe they've got a following or because they're famous, everyone flocks to them, and it's like, they're not actually even chatting anything of relevance. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I'm not, I don't want to sound like a, a hater, but, you know, you've got people like Tyrese, you know, and it's like, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know when he got saved, but all of a sudden, everyone's, like, quoting Tyrese and showing his videos. And it's like, you know, he's still, you know, he's still growing, at least, or you know, that's me being diplomatic. But he's chatting, you know, he's he's chatting unbiblical stuff, and it's like, Flat relax. You know, no, literally, literally, it's like, oh yeah, I'll bring them in with their sex, and then hit them with the gospel. I'm like, really? Man, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you know, like, and and you've got people flocking to him because he's he's famous, and he's rushing into that idea of ministry, um, as, as some people do. And I think it's important to not do that to wait you know Paul even Paul went through a process of preparation and he was already a rabbi he was already um, was he a rabbi he was a Pharisee Pharisee he was a Pharisee he was already he was among like the top, top of, yes. um, uh, tier of Pharisees so he knew the scriptures mm-hmm. but even he had to go through preparation mm-hmm. let alone ask that you know we, we have it dedicated as much time um, to, 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 to study or to to um, to God to then rush into ministry I think it's dangerous but, but how much is do you, do you think there's such a thing as too much preparation or too much waiting when it comes to that kind of thing I think in as much as you're waiting on God you know when you're ready he'll make he'll make the opportunity available as long as you're still waiting on God and it's not like okay I need to take two months to go and then you know steady 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 and then come back if God has put it on you fair enough but if you just think you know, because the next guy, you know, did it in two months. You're going to do it in two months. Maybe that's not as as long as you need. Or maybe that's longer than you need. So it's like, as long as you're waiting on God, when he's ready, he will use you. Or he will, he will bring you to that point, I think. I don't think there's too much or too little unless you are going by your own understanding and by your own wisdom. And what, and what was the question again, sorry? Um... Ministry, ministry. Wait, waiting for God to show His hand to you and minister to, you. like, show, yeah. And you think that like a lack of resources means that it's not time for you to start your ministry? Not necessarily, not at all. Um, 
again, you know, again, it will have to be based on God leading. Um, not necessarily the same example, but you've got Isaac planting in the time of uh, famine. It's, it is Isaac, I think. I'll have to check that. I think it's Isaac, because I quoted this earlier on, last week. <laughs> so I think it's like Isaac, but, you know, he... In a time of famine, God said to him, he didn't have the resources. What little resources he had, God said, plant it. You know, and he, he reaped a hundredfold. So, I don't think it's a matter of resources because, again, how much more glorious is it when God brings the resources? And he's giving you an idea and he gives you the means to accomplish it as well, as opposed to you waiting so by your own strength or understanding you have gone to acquire the resources. Uh, that said, it's not also a matter of... It, again, it just comes for me. I think the safest thing is coming back to God's direction, mm. you know, because otherwise, then you've got situations where you got maybe a dollar acting for his congregation to pay for his um, however many million private jets, sixty-five million dollar private jet, private jet, you know, for a congregation that isn't a sixty-five million pound, you know, dollar worth congregation. They have to give their money, and then if it was really. My, my my thing is if that was really from God he wouldn't take it down the second that the media caught word of it caught wind of it you know but then he took that petition down the media the minute that they did and it's like you know maybe if you don't, maybe if you don't have the resources for it don't don't, don't you know it. wait for God to bring the resources because another example and I'm talking a lot but another example is what's his face Joseph Prince who you know God gave him this idea of um, um, building a mega church or whatever in Singapore he didn't have the money for it. He didn't feel the need to preach about money, money, money. But then he was like, he's doing his day to day. He comes into contact with these individuals that can afford it, you know, footballers and stuff like that, can afford it. And they end up paying for that big mega church. And he's built it without having to strain, you know, the, the, the people coming. Yeah, because God brought the resources as well. I have to admit and uh, say as well, it's even in our day to day it's I believe that if God has called you to do something he will start to equip you before you get the equipment mm. so if he's called you to to lead you will find yourself in some sort of leadership positions without necessarily recognizing that going back to the story of Joseph again um, where he was in leadership both in Potiphar's house and in prison and then when he became prime minister, he was leading the whole country, and those are all training grounds. Um, what's it, Moses? After all the training and stuff that he had in Pharaoh's house, he became a shepherd. Where, in essence, he was leading sheep, which was what he had to do when he was leading the Israelites. And then he like trained him for those conditions mm -hmm. that, that that he was everything else. So it's like God will always starts to train you, and even in as a photographer and I've had many discussions with both Peter and Jelari and they've been like you don't need the best of equipment to do your job start with what you've got mm. and then as the money comes in you can upgrade and it's kind of the same as well with God he as even the power of the talents um, he gave them what he knew they could handle then mm. they traded with it they made more. When he came back, they presented it to me. I was like, all right, cool. Now you can rule over all of this. And it's a case of, you've been faithful in little, you're going to get much. So I, I believe that it's, God kind of sets us to work where we're at. Mm. And through that work in which he's given to us, he builds us up 
and continued even Jesus with the disciples. He started them off where he knew they were at, so he got them to follow him. He got he, he was teaching them. He was walking with them. Then he set them out, mm. and even initially he set them out saying, "Go with nothing." Mm. Then there, there's another scripture as well that said he set them out two by two, mm. and then in the end he said. Initially, I said that don't take anything with you, but now I'm saying take, if you have stuff, take it with you. Mm. So it's like there's always that building up and that setting, setting, up, um, setting away of people. I do believe that um, God's hand is kind of, as the scripture says, in our weakness, his strength is seen. Mm. So when we're in lack and we're seeing and providing, we start to realize that, you this... This is none other than God. Um, a story similar to Peter's, Francis Chen, mm. his, his um, church. He went on a trip, I think on, on a missions trip. He came back and he felt God saying, yo, like, I want the church to pledge quarter of a million, to give away a quarter of a million every quarter of the year. He didn't know how they were going to do it. He didn't know. He did actually saved up to build a mega church as well. But he was like, you know what? All the money that we've saved up to build this, we're going to give away. And we're just going to go have church in the park. Like, literally, we're going to go sit out in the park and do this thing. It was him and his leadership team that agreed that. Agreed that. Um, one, of the, one of the quarters, he said, it had come to almost the end of the quarter and they had nothing to send. And he said he didn't want to go and stand in front of the church and be like, it's the end of the quarter, we have nothing to send, I need you guys to dig deep. He just prayed. And then he went, preached his normal message, came back, they took their offering and everything. Um, one of the elders who was in charge of the collection, came to him and like the elder was just in the, like in the days and the elder said yo you won't believe what just happened our offering today came up to 251,000 so we had an extra 1,000 mm. and he hadn't mentioned any of it mm. so I believe that if God has truly called you to do something even how irrespective of how dire it might look he will still come through. And I say that knowing that, yo, it, it can be quite scary yeah. being put in that position. Like, one for me, one thing that I will say, and for all the husbands out there, all the pers um, prospective husbands? Yeah, I guess. Yes. Yeah, prospective, yeah. Um, one thing that I take very seriously is my responsibility to my family. I I would happily go without for my family to go with. I would happily put myself in an awkward position to ensure that my family get are provided for. And when I say awkward position, it's always godly and legal. <laughs> Just put that clause there. But um, recently I'm starting to realise that my taking my responsibility so seriously is starting to diminish and starting to impede on my reliance on God. Because mm. I'm starting to rely on my efforts to get things done. 
rather than trusting in God who has blessed me with this family in the first place. And the thing that I'm struggling with is knowing the balance between diligence and reliance. I don't need to know a fine line to, to walk it. I just need to, to, to kind of, not even have, I just need to get to the point where I have that balance between being diligent and still trusting in God. Um, we've had moments where it's come to the end of the month and rent is looking a bit tight. But by grace, we've never gone a month without paying rent. We've never gone a week without having food. We've never gone, we've never gone without. And I can't, I genuinely can't say this is how we did it or that is how we did it. All I know is that God came through. Um, one time, Jamelia's dad just phoned it and said, oh, do you want a hundred pound? These times we needed a hundred pound. <laughs> we was like, oh, yeah, why not? We need to sleep. Mm. And Jamelia's was not that high. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a case of when, when push comes to shove, it can be a bit unnerving when you're put into that position. But one thing that I'm learning is if God has called you to something, trust in him we didn't call ourselves I didn't call myself I didn't I genuinely believe that this this is a God ordained this is the God ordained relationship for me I didn't call myself to be in this relationship I wanted to be in it but I genuinely believe that God led me into this I genuinely believe that God is directing my footsteps I'm in a position where in, in terms of that ladder thing that you're talking about I'm in a position where I feel I genuinely want to do what God wants me to do. And it is a bit difficult. But I feel if, if God has called you to do something, trusting in him is the best thing you can do. Mm. Trusting in his timing, trusting in his, his leadership, his direction. But it, it is difficult. Well, for me anyways, it is difficult. Trusting in his timing. I think uh, I'll, I'll add as well that we should seek out, like, even in the small things, we should seek God out because then we get more accustomed to relying on Him, you know, even in the smaller things. And you see God building people up via those smaller things. Like uh, Mo pointed out, you look at Abraham. I think Abraham's a really good example because you see him, the first thing, the first challenge God gave him was leave your family. Mm-hmm. His first response was to move down the road, like, he didn't actually leave. He just moved down the road a little bit. And then, like, God had to press him again. And then he moved. And then he had to go through the whole Sarah and Isaac thing, you know. Again, he failed. And then he had to go through the two kings thing. And then he failed. But even in all of those aspects, you know, because he maintained that relationship with God, um, you can see him growing in faith to the extent where now kill your son isn't so much a big deal. You know, God told him, and the next morning he woke up and he said, yeah, let's go to two of his servants and was ready to go and kill his son. You know, understanding that he was expecting his son to come back to life because he knows that's the son of promise. But it's like, that wasn't a big deal for a guy who, when God said, leave your family, which he probably would do anyway, he just moved down the road for, for lack of faith. You know, God builds us up. And, and I think we, he won't put those tests in front of us that we can't handle. So if you are in front of a test that you can't handle, you're wrong, you can, because he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't put you there. Okay. How are you for time? We've got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. Is, I know you could have done that a bit more discreetly, innit? 
Could I? He asked. I asked. And it was on the podcast. You know, we, we keep it real here. We keep it, you know, we don't... <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, are there any positions that you feel God has is putting you in order? Like, preparing you to go into? Mm. I'll let you start. No, he already asked me. That's why I'm... Oh, what was the answer? Or do I need to listen to the podcast? Need to listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this would be the first podcast I ever listened to. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I feel initially when I first got saved and I was studying theology and all of these things, I thought, yeah, you know what, life was just gonna be swimming. Like, I'm just gonna finish theology, just find a nice little Bible college teacher, and then I'm cush. That's that would be me. Like, obviously, I'm gonna handle marking every now and then, but nah, what's that? I'm going to be sitting there studying theology for the rest. But I'm starting to understand that God, um, he's, 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 he's an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> I, I say that quite reverently. Um, I, feel, I feel that definitely he's given me something to do with photography. Um, he's given me... Um, a mandate to teach Um, and I wouldn't say I think discipleship is kind of lost the meaning is a bit lost in our current climate so I'll say mentoring but from a biblical perspective so mentoring to help people um kind of find their feet in their relationship with God mm. so help people realise that it doesn't matter your title or whatever your relationship with God is the most important thing so whether you're a pastor whether you're an evangelist whether you're no one to God the first and foremost thing is you're a son and you need to live in that relationship before you live in the position he's called you to be in um, and I think that's that's primary, uh, primarily it but um, and also yeah prophet but I yes 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 in terms of fulfilling them I feel again I have been sidetracked with the responsibilities that God has given me so in terms of uh, mentoring, in terms of teaching, in terms of whatever, and that has to a degree distracted me from God, because I've tried to figure out how I'm going to do it or where, when or where, without necessarily being with Him. And I think that's what He wants me to focus on with people: being with Him rather than the titles and accolades that He's got lined up for them. Mm. So it's a lesson that I'm having to learn to be able to pass it on. But yeah, I think photography. Um, to a major degree photography um, mentoring and um, teaching I think now I'm not going to I'm not going to say this because it's going to sound um, a bit pompous no say it say it um, eldership I think I've mentioned it before eldership so um, more supporting supporting leadership within church um, and that's why I think that's why without I being a leader in without, the church um, biblically pastors are part of the eldership okay so the term shepherds and elders 
I use interchangeably. And the pastor is part of the eldership. But no el- not all elders are pastors. Okay. But all pastors are elders. Um, so to be an elder is to be part of the leadership. But there are different roles and different positions that they can fulfill within them. And I don't I'm not I don't believe I've been called to be a pastor. Um, I've been called to be a teacher. And I've been called to to like discipleship and stuff. My heart really lies in small groups rather than big congregations. Um, so, yeah, I believe to support leadership via being an elder and doing the different things I've been called to do without necessarily being in the forefront of the church all the time. Um, and as I said, I feel as though primarily I've been called to be a light outside of the church rather than work primarily in the church, oh. as in the church building. So I think that's where photography is going to come into play. But that's just my thoughts. I don't know God's plan. There's an answer to God's plans. Robert, what about yourself? Um, I feel like that's like a million things. Mm. Um, some are a bit more, some are a bit more concrete than others. Some are very interesting. <laughs> like, I think one day, probably after I get married, if I get married. I think that would be the answer to Have faith, fam. Have faith. I've got faith, fam. Wife's going to be fire, fam. I keep telling you guys. So why did you say if? Because God might just decide, you know, yeah, Robert, pull down that pool route and just be a shower man. You know? Be a shower man. <laughs> if, if, there's, if there's any... If, I don't know how... Cons- um, if it's of any consolation to you, I was at that point before I met um, Anita. I was literally at that point where I made that decision just before I met Anita, so... I'm, I'm not trying to copy anyone's story. You know? <laughs> no, just not. No, can witnesses or whatnot, you know. Yeah. One, one thing I think that I will do in the future is get yeah, banging babes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not that's that's top of the list. Actually, second top on the list. That's more relative. What do you mean? It's all subjective. Get a banging babes is subjective. It's nah, like, it's the only way. It's it's the only place it matters is in your eyes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. No, 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 because no, no, because the Bible said that I was, can guarantee you. What is Sarah? The, Sarah the, no, no, no. Yeah, Bible said Sarah was beautiful, 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 beautiful to everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kings wanted it, even at ninety-nine or whatever she was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no, there are no circumstances I can guarantee you where your babes is hotter in Moses's eyes than his babes, or in or, my eyes than I. Exactly. I photograph models. I I work with. I've worked, I I see hot girls all the time. They they ain't compare nothing. What? They can't hold a candle to my girl. You your little. Does face. she listen? Does she listen to this podcast? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I said you of little faith. So anyway, <laughs> you trying to get us to lost. <laughs> anyway, um, I think one of the things I will do in the future is have a ministry to do with. Um, how do I say this? this? Babe acquisition. <laughs> no, can't. No, no. Can't. No, 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 no. I think I'm gonna work with. Um, Strippers and get them out of, out of that line of work. Okay. And grace oh, upon dude, grace this is upon it. grace. That's exactly what I'm saying, man. No, 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 like, like I've had this idea for about ever since I met a stripper. We had to actually we had a really good conversation and open my heart up. But anyway, where is yeah? Fun. Continue. <laughs> and then, um, but the one thing that made me think that this is something that I could do in the future. Mm-hmm. Is when I met my my latest pastors. So like they're both from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and working with strippers and getting them out of that situation was something that they did as uh, as a ministry mm-hmm. back when they were in America. Okay. 
So I feel like I have access to resources and, and, and knowledge of how that would be done. Even though I know that things in America and, and London are a lot, a lot different. Yeah. So maybe not, it might not work the same way. But that's one thing I, I, I feel my heart going towards. Mm. Um, what else? Definitely work with the homeless more. One thing I want to do is, like, just through, like, working around, around, around the community in Waterloo, I've seen how much, like, shops and stuff are willing to give away their, their like, free food and stuff. Mm. No, well, like, food that they don't sell. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And, like, even, like, and, like, even within church, we had this thing with Pret where they would bring in sandwiches and stuff and then we would give it to the homeless whenever, whenever they came in for dropping. And... I don't know for for some reason that stopped, but I want to I want to start it up again. Mm. Maybe take up a level, and instead of waiting for the, them to come to us, maybe start taking it out to them to make packs for them, and then give yeah. it start distributing it out, mm. and then maybe talk talking to them about Jesus and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, but if you want people to listen to listen to you talk about Jesus, you need to make them a bit more comfortable, you know. So it was something that Jesus did, isn't it? He'd heal them and then he'd feed them, um, yeah. then he'd give them what they really need. Yeah. Right. Or after teaching them, he he was concerned that they'd not eaten and he would feed them. Mm. Yeah, church just wanted to come and pay tithes. Um, <laughs> like he was concerned of the whole being, and not then, just one aspect. Well, definitely like worship, worship, um, like worship leading and stuff. I I really see myself doing something with that. Yeah. Maybe start songwriting. You know. Getting those royalties, getting on YouTube, you know, people will be. Is this type of about God or is it talking about business? <laughs> Cannot be both. <laughs> and lastly. God is not a business. Well, God brings in the money. <laughs> God brings in the money. For those who have faith in Him. Amen. <laughs> and lastly, um, I think I'll have an open house one day in where, like, children from the community can, like, come in and then. Like see what a household should look like. Mm. If that if that makes sense. Elaborate a little bit. So like um, so like when I get married and I'm live with with, with 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 my wife, we'll have those days where kids can come in and then just like chill and stuff. Mm. And by doing that, we'll we'll be able to show them a model of what a fam like a family or like Christian family should look like. Mm. So that they that's that's something that they can aspire to and that mm. they've mm. got something that they can. They can see, mm-hmm. and yeah, and like the last baby I was interested in, like she she said she had the same vision. Oh. So I don't know how what what, what happened there. Yeah. There was a bit of a <laughs> disconnect along the way. Well, but I think I'm on the right path. Do you know what I have to say as well? Last time I was walking up the high street, and I actually thought I really wanna like open a bathhouse for the homeless. Mm. So it's just dedicated to your shout. So it's like just a massive room with different cubicles and showers and stuff mm. and then you could I might um, provide a means for like shower gel sponges and all of those stuff so even if you come and you don't have your own you've got the resources there you can just grab them go use them chop them back when you're done and then yeah like disposable sponges or something like that so you can literally wash on a regular basis mm. and I have them in different boroughs mm. different communities so it's like put the word out and stuff so yeah it just might have reminded me as you were talking mm, maybe it's a reminder from God isn't it yeah. so yeah I think you know all these things that we were saying I think it's important for us in as much as in as much as we're saying them to as we are reminded about them 
start praying about them more and, and like start realizing some mm-hmm. of them as well. Yeah. yeah, I definitely see. Um, I, I think it might be with. I think it might be in a, in. God kind of molding my heart towards the area that He wanted me to go work in. Um, as Robert was saying, it's like I I feel more of a drawing towards helping those who aren't in a position to help themselves mm. so like uh, the homeless and kids and stuff like that to be able to do something to help them out um, so even like photography wise I've, I've shared different project ideas and stuff to work with individuals who aren't in a position to help themselves and everything. I, I feel yeah it's, it's definitely something that it's in the pipelines Mm. Well, I think we all have a lot to think about. Yeah. With things to come in the future, I think that'll be a good place to to round up. I think for you guys listening as well, like definitely, if you, I mean, if you if you have a vision that lines up with something that someone said, like get in, get in touch. You know, mm. it could be providence, and and also even if you don't, what what's God placed on your heart? Mm. You know, what what are your talents? What are you doing? Um, and and to be mindful of that as well. Well, in line of what Peter has said as well, for all those listening, what through, through whatever medium you might be listening in, if you wouldn't mind, drop like a comment as to what you feel God has put in your heart. If it is a case of it, it's it's God's kingdom. It's one body. So if God has placed it on your heart and possibly someone else who is listening in has got something similar, you never know. You two can connect and then might be able to build something as as the word says one person cannot say i have no need of another mm-hmm. we, we are to work with each other we are to love each other we are to walk with each other and i would, I would really like if even as we spoke today this becomes like a platform where like-minded individuals who, who are led by the spirit of god and have similar things that they feel God has put in their hearts to be able to connect and work together so it's not necessarily just us but if you comment and another person's watching or listening to it through the same channels as you are sees your comment be like oh cool yeah God has kind of put down my heart as well might be able to connect and see if you can make something happen we should start a Facebook group it might not be a bad show let's, uh, let's, let's start using the ones that we have thank you for listening guys Um, what am I supposed to say now cut email oh yeah Um, you can find us on twitter at the furnace uk you can find us on all good podcasting things at the blacksmith's furnace with an apostrophe you can find us on soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith's furnace without an apostrophe you can find our email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com shout out to brothers and around for the intro partners and around is it brothers and around yeah partners and around that was a test yeah sure <laughs> just if you guys were listening shout out to partners and around for the intro and outro music shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo um, is that everything? Yes. Oh yeah, drop some comments, drop some likes, share with your friends. Let's keep this conversation going. Let's get some more ministries out there. Even though I don't like that word ministries, I think it's overused. But anyway, this is the Black Service Word. So we're signing out. Blow, blow. Hello.